With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Start your weekend off right. This is BetQLU with RJ Choppy, Chris Mack, and Kayla Canaram on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Friday nights, 11 Eastern, Saturday mornings, 9 Eastern. You know where to come. It's the BetQL Network for BetQLU. Hi, I'm Chris Mack alongside RJ Choppy and Kayla Canaram. We are live coast to coast on the BetQL Network, wherever you may be in the world on your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download it today. Take us with you, whatever you may be up to. And of course, on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL. We will roll through what is a pretty decent slate of college football games. We've got five big ones we've picked out to discuss with you. And also uh, maybe a bit of an early look at the Heisman odds as some players start to step out from the rest of the pack, maybe surprisingly so in some cases. And as usual, we will get you our best bets before we wrap things up at the end of the hour. But hello to my friends, RJ and Kayla. Guys, we've got to start with, uh, what your biggest takeaways were from week four of the college football season. Kayla, what what was it for you? Because for me, it was the fact that nobody seemed interested in covering. Ha! Yeah, um, I would I would agree there with you. And I think, obviously, you know, we saw some bigger gaps and some games with, you know, ranked teams. So um, this week, I think we'll see uh, – I don't know. I think as far as ranked teams go versus ranked team, I think we'll see – those gaps being close games still, but when you've got ranked team versus non-ranked team, I think that we could see that gap get pretty big. Um, when you look at the top 25 ranked teams, I feel like some of the games are easily a coin flip at this point. We saw 11 teams work their way up the polls. Only two major drops from Arkansas and OU. OU has TCU this weekend who is undefeated. So by all accounts, that could be another tight game in Arkansas as Bama. And I actually don't see that being the blowout that the spread suggests, but we'll get to that game a little bit later. Nice, nice. Five and 16, RJ, ranked teams, uh, ranked favorites, I should say, against the spread last week. Uh, currently, right now, BetQL uh, has projected 14 of 17 ranked favorites this week, failing to cover again. So, is this a trend now, an anomaly we should uh, kind of push in the past and bet against this week? What do you... We've already had one Thursday night, BYU failing to cover 26 against Utah State, even though they got away with the win. Uh, what do we make of this? I think what we make of it is that there's just no dominant team outside the top two or three. Um, you know, like if you look at it, Ohio State dominated. Uh, Alabama dominated. Georgia didn't. Um, but that was that was the lone blip. And, and I think we also saw that, that Oklahoma and USC don't want to win the national championship this year. Uh, <laughs> USC. I mean, like, that was that was the one, right? That was the game. Weird things happen yep. in Corvallis and uh, at night. So it was like stay away from that game or, or pick uh, pick Oregon State. But you know, Oklahoma, man, it got they got bit. They got bit by uh, by the Wildcats. So it was a couple teams that 
you know, one team really that dropped out. Really, I mean, they they dropped off the. Uh, uh, what are they down to eighteen now? I mean, that's that's a that's a pretty big drop uh, going for the top six. Yeah, we've definitely got to spread the shame around. We've got plenty to point in the direction. Real quick, before we do that, though, I didn't have this listed on our on our rundown that we share with each other before we go on the air every day. Uh, but Kansas, I, still the team that I mean, not ranked. They didn't they didn't force their way up through the glass ceiling into the rankings, Kayla. But four and zero, and looking every bit like a team that. If they can just keep plugging away, at the very least, they may have a Heisman candidate on their squad if they're not necessarily going to challenge for the Big 12 title. Yeah, um, Jalen Daniels looks legit, and I hate every bit of that. Um, no, I, <laughs> I I have to give a little credit <laughs> to the Jayhawks, even though it pains me. Um, it was so crazy because last week I was looking, scrolling Twitter, and obviously you saw that my Mizzou Tigers just – Self-destructed mm. in Auburn. Um, man, that was a rough one to watch. Mizzou was trending and KU was both trending. Uh, Mizzou, obviously, for the wrong reasons. But I was like, is this 2007? Who knew that Mizzou and KU would both be <laughs> trending on Twitter for college football? But here we are. The Jayhawks are good. And um, I'm eating humble pie. And for completely different reasons, right? Uh, so, <laughs> Kayla, with Mizzou close to her heart, uh, not having a great year. RJ, though, although, you know, if we're going to find people to maybe sprinkle a little shame on, your Vols were this close. I was watching that game, getting ready to go out to dinner, and they go up by 17 with, what, like seven and a half, eight minutes left in that game. And I go, oh, got this bet in the bag. Uh, Maybe maybe I'll get some filet tonight for dinner. Instead, (laughs) I had like half an Italian hoagie because they blew it for me, RJ. They, bl- they still held on to win, and I still think Hendon Hooker is worthy of Heisman discussion, but they made it a whole lot closer than it should have been in garbage yeah. time. Yeah, I think he's like fourth or fifth uh, in Vegas right now in, in, in Heisman odds. Um, oh, they made they definitely made it closer. And, and like I, I had I had shut the game off. You know, I, I had shut the game off like, uh, with, you know, with like two minutes ago, a minute ago. I was like, yeah, you know, that. They're not going to lose this game. I, I, I had things to do. I had a place to be. Um, actually, no, I was at my kid's baseball game. I was watching my phone, so I flipped it up. <laughs> and uh, I was, you know, I, what, what a dad, right? What a father. What a dad. What a dad I am. You know, sitting there at my kid's baseball game with my little my phone in my hand and watching the Tennessee game. But, look, this is uh, this is what happens. You know, you know, you, you want to schedule baseball games on college football Saturday? This is the deal you got to get. This is, the, this is the deal we've made. It's the price you pay, um, yes. Yeah, but it's, it was a uh, – it would have been so Tennessee – to lose that game. It would have been the most Tennessee thing Tennessee could have done to blow that game at the end. And you you better believe when I got that text message, oh, man, they got the onside kick. I was like, oh, it's, they're going to lose. They're going to lose. <laughs> you were you were that close, that close to, to dropping some sort of profanity right there in front of your kid's baseball team, and it would have had nothing to do with with his with his team so we mentioned Oklahoma never once holding a lead at home against Kansas State we mentioned Tennessee almost blowing it against Florida late who else do we want to sprinkle a little shame on I'll let you guys go first RJ uh who who do we have to wag our fingers at today and say shame on you for your week four performance uh I I can't believe I'm going to do this because you know they're not that great 
of a football team. But the University of Texas, you, you, you do not you do not go into Lubbock uh, and, and blow it like that. That was that was a terrible, terrible end to the game for the University of Texas. They deserve all the shame in the world and all the the Joey. Don't call me Jerry Maguire. Uh, love that he is getting here. It, it is it is it is crazy. I hope he he'll be gone in a year. He'll, you know, he'll go to you know another pasture because you know the, the, the stepping stone uh, for him. I'm sure, even though he's got some roots. But man, we're back. We're back every year. That's what I hear. <laughs> we're back. They're not back. They're they're nothing. You know, it, it's 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 one thing after another for that program at the University of Texas. September's are fun for the Horns, and then well, the rest of the season yeah. comes along. Uh, Kayla, who you who you sprinkling a little shame on after Week Four? I don't want to shame this person because I have a soft spot for kickers. I just feel horrible for uh, them when they're put in these do or die situations. But I, I think you have to at least can the kicker from Arkansas. Obviously, he's got that game-winning field goal, bounces off the uprights. I just wanted to give him a hug after that game. Um, you know, and they they put like yeah, twenty-three unanswered points last weekend in Dallas wasn't great for the Razorbacks. So we'll see how they turn things around against Bama this weekend. But I just hate when games fall on kickers. I don't want to shame little, him. I just want to hug him. Little Cam Little, the kicker from Arkansas, needed a hug. Yes. He did. I, I've never <laughs> seen it stoink off the top of the upright like that before. It was it was amazing. Another yeah. one that I lost last week. Not that I was keeping count. Uh, okay, we, we could probably also maybe sprinkle a little shame, maybe half wag our fingers at the Ducks having to storm back from a 12-point deficit out west in the last six and a half minutes to beat Washington State. We could, not probably, we could definitely, and this is probably where I would go for shame after week four, Miami, the Hurricanes, never trailed by anything less than two touchdowns after the first quarter to Middle Tennessee State and at home and in a division, in a conference where had they just gotten past that one, the rest of the thing would have been set up for them to make a run at the Coastal Division title in the ACC. They'd have to get through Pitt at the end of the year, depending on how the rest of the Pitt schedule goes. But as good as the Atlantic Division is in that conference, and we'll talk about a couple of games on that side of things, the Atlantic side of the ACC in a little bit when we pick pick, uh, each of those five big ranked-on-ranked matchups, the Coastal side is is just that big of a mess uh, outside of Pitt. And we thought Miami, but the Hurricanes losing to Middle Tennessee at home. That's ugly. Um, so we're about a th- uh, little, almost a third of the way into the season now. A little more than a quarter of the way in, third of the way in for some teams. How do we want to handicap this Heisman race right now? I took the top six from BetMGM's Heisman odds. I'll read them off for you. You guys tell me what you think and where we go. CJ Stroud still the odds on favorite at plus 125. Bryce Young, 5-1. to one. Caleb Williams, six to one. You've got Hendon Hooker at 16 to one. And then Stetson Bennett, 25 to one. And Jalen Daniels, who we mentioned earlier, at 30 to one. So, RJ, is your money still on the odds on favorite, CJ Stroud? It's hard to look past the numbers that Ohio State is putting up. Or do you like one of these long shots? Uh, no, it, it's still on CJ Stroud right now. Um, I mean, if I were going to go to a long shot, I mean, look, I really think Caleb Williams, the problem he's going to run into is, you know, being out West and, and people, people will lose right. him at night and some of those night mm-hmm. games. But if they sneak into the final four, I think he's got a real chance. Um, you know, usually we know what happens, right? This, this award goes to, unless you're Tim Tebow, 
this award goes to the quarterback of the best team in the country. So you could probably cancel Hooker off there unless, you know, they go ahead and they beat Bama, then maybe you've got something, uh, you know, and, you know, you could probably cross up. Dale. I'll tell you, you know, Sam Hartman was on there for a hot minute. I'm just, I just, I just have a yep. man crush on him because I want, I want his jawline, <laughs> his, you know, striking good looks, but whatever. Uh, you know, so I, I, I kind of have a thing for him. I want him to win this thing. At least show up in New York. So I, so I, I, I just want to see what kind of suit he's going to wear. I was going to say, you just want to see what he wears. I get it. Yeah. I'm Absolutely. With you. Yeah, it's all it is. You know, I, I want to <laughs> harness that, harness that and use it for myself. In with the good, out with the bad. Harness your chi. Thanks. Kayla, uh, should we be looking any direction other than uh, maybe CJ Stroud, Bryce Young for this thing? I mean, I think a few weeks ago I was high on Caleb Williams, but um, I don't know. As a dark horse, I'm kind of right there with RJ. I like Hinn and Hooker. Don't look now, but he has nearly 1,200 passing yards, zero interceptions. He ranks third in QBR at 90.3. I might be jumping ship, but again, it goes back to the schedule, and you have to be, essentially be the best team um, in college football. They do have a tough schedule. They've got Bama. They've got Georgia. they got LSU. So we'll see how he fares against those teams, but I'd like to see him work his way up those ranks. Yeah, You're I think welcome, if RJ. I had Thank you. <laughs> if I had to um if I had to pick the four invites, if I got to pick the four invitees to the Heisman ceremony in New York right now, I would actually go with Stroud. Young and Williams as good as they are, their numbers, especially their passing efficiency numbers don't stack up nearly as well with Stroud's passing efficiency numbers. So just to get some fresh faces in there, I would probably send Hooker, Stetson Bennett, Jalen Daniels, assuming Kansas uh, can pull off an upset this weekend. I would send those guys just to sit there and watch C.J. Stroud win the award and give his speech. Um, But I do think, depending on what we get from Alabama and Bryce Young down the stretch, he'll end up being right there with C.J. Stroud. But uh, you're right, RJ. I think the thing holding Caleb Williams back is not just USC's performance in Corvallis last week, but it's also playing out West, not having as many eyeballs on them. And again, perhaps the, the, the chance that the Pac-12 doesn't end up landing a playoff team, it certainly seems like that's an uphill battle at this point. Yeah, I mean, it does. You know, that, that's the thing. You got you to be in the playoff uh, or, or, or get close to it, right? And, and, right. And, you know, and I do think that an outside chance, obviously, but, you know, the way the season's shaken up so far, it's like there's two or three teams and everybody else. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think it makes a ton of sense. As much as I love to watch Jalen Daniels again, we've mentioned him a couple times here off the hop. Uh, as much as I like the idea of a long shot at 30 to 1, I don't think Kansas is long for the Big 12 race. I'd love to see Kansas, sorry, Kayla. I'd love to see Kansas prove me wrong and go on some kind of tear here and end up in the Big 12 title game and you know, be the little engine that could. And Jalen Daniels is the one that that uh, that uh, is the locomotive on that train. I'm just not ready to jump on board yet. Um, at least not for a significant investment anyway, even at 30 to one. All right. We got five good big choice. matchups. Of, yeah, I, I know. I'm just trying to stay in your good graces just another week or two, but if Kansas <laughs> keeps, keeps winning, I, I'm going to have to go in on the guy. Uh, we got five big matchups of ranked on ranked teams, a couple in the sec, one in the big 12, a couple in the ACC Atlantic that I mentioned earlier. We're going to take a look at each of those five games. 
those on the way. Plus, before we get out of here, our best bets, some total nonsense, and we'll spread them as well. Take a look at some of the biggest numbers that are out there this week. We do it every Friday night, 11 Eastern, 8 Pacific, every Saturday morning at 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. We get you ready for the entire week's college football action. Of course, you can go to BetQL. Get all those best bets there as well. Alongside Kayla Canaram and RJ Choppy, I'm Chris Back, and this is BetQLU. This is BetQLU with RJ, Chris, and Kayla here on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Back to BetQLU with RJ Choppy, Chris Mack, and Kayla Canaram on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. And we are with you every single Friday night and Saturday morning, BetQLU, live coast to coast on the BetQL Network and wherever you may be in the world on your Odyssey app. Plus, you can watch the show on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL on YouTube as well. Tons of info, both on the sidebar of the screen, right over here, I'm doing my best Vanna White, pointing you in that direction to where all the uh, info uh. is on the side. Plus the scroll down below, Kayla. Kayla, can you give me like the, the whole Vanna White arm suite below you? Oh, don't <laughs> knock over your mic. Not as graceful as Vanna over here. <laughs> this, is, this, is why, this is why we're radio first people. Oh my God. <laughs> oh man. So all the information on the screen, I'm not going <laughs> to knock my mic over. Um, but we do have games to pick, uh, games to talk about. Anyway, five big matchups this week. Two in the SEC, two in the ACC Atlantic, one in the Big 12. 
of ranked on ranked teams. Let's start in the SEC. Number seven, Kentucky, visiting number 14, Ole Miss. The higher ranked team uh, Saturday at noon will be the dog. Kentucky getting an entire touchdown, seven points on the road at Ole Miss. Uh, eight no straight up in their last eight games, though the Wildcats, Ole Miss, 10 and 0 straight up in their last 10 home games and 8 and 1 in their last 9 overall. The total 53 and a half. Total has gone under an 11 of the Rebs last 12 games. I I think this is way too big a number for a ranked on ranked top 15 SEC versus SEC matchup. That's just my opinion though, guys. RJ, what do you make of Kentucky Ole Miss? You know, it's surprising the Lane Kippen team would go under that often, right? It's it's, it's kind of surprising. It's a really that, good point, that, that yeah. Um, all, all my points are good. You're going to find that out as the year goes on. <laughs> um, you, know, what, what, you know, this game, you know, your 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 poor Penn State, I mean, they chose the wrong quarterback. And you're going to see that. Yeah. With Levin, you know, uh, this weekend, he, he is he is fantastic. And, I mean, I saw an article talking about him potentially being the number one pick in the draft, uh, mm-hmm. which I was like, whoa. Kentucky having the number one pick of the draft was Tim Couch. What are we doing here? What year is this? Uh, look, I Kentucky is in a really, really good position um, to do something they've never done, which and they already are there. You know, being being in the top ten and uh, you know being the team that uh, is is on. You know, they're gonna they're gonna fight with Georgia, Tennessee for the uh, for the East Crown. Uh, but I you know I, I would I would lean uh, towards the under on this one as well. Uh, but I don't have a great feel on that because I just can't get past, you know, you got a really good quarterback on one side and then you got Lane Kiffin on the other. Like that to me spells points. It spells a lot of points. Yeah, it should. I mean, Kentucky though, they've had issues, uh, more plays getting stopped behind the line than I think most other power five teams, but maybe against Ole Miss's front, they've got an opportunity to get away from that. Kayla, I, again, seven, I think, is too much for me. If I had to pick a side on this one, uh, I would probably be on Kentucky plus the seven. I think I agree with RJ on the under. What's your take on this one? I am going to go – I'm going to take one and take the other here. Uh, obviously, we've got to battle the undefeated, so I'm excited to see that. Both the Wildcats and Rebels spent their first three games getting by their opponents by at least 10 points or more. That is not going to happen this week. Listen, Kentucky's 3-1 and one against the spread to start the season – and let's not forget they have running back Chris Rodriguez making his season debut. Um, they're also 4-0-1 against the spread in the last five road games against ranked opponents. So I think Ole Miss comes away with a win, especially being at home. But I do like Kentucky plus seven in this one. I do think that number is pretty big. Um, I would also, I'm actually going to lean the over for the total. In their last meeting, okay. they combined for 71. And these are two teams that we know that can put up points, um, having exceeded 30 points in those first three games, as I mentioned. So Give me Kentucky plus seven and the over. All right. The other big SEC matchup Saturday afternoon, 3.30 kick. This is the CBS game. Number two, Bama at number 20, Arkansas. Big number in this one. Razorbacks getting 17. The total also big, 61. Alabama 10-0 in their last 10 against the Hogs. Total has hit the under in five of Bama's last six games. Maybe something to keep in mind. Arkansas 5-2 and two against the spread in their last seven, but we all saw what happened against the Aggies in Arlington at the Jerry Dome uh, just this past Saturday. We talked about it earlier with uh, the poor little kicker, Cam, uh, <laughs> doinking one off the top of the upright. 
Um, I think, again, I think Arkansas should bounce back. 17, a big number for me, especially in a ranked-on-ranked SEC-on-SEC matchup, even if it does involve Alabama. I think there is a question about Bama on the road this year that will keep this thing within a couple of touchdowns and why I'd probably be on Arkansas here, RJ. I, I, I'm on Arkansas with you. Uh, 17 and a half is a lot of points uh, to be given up and, uh, you know, for, for, a, uh, for a home team. So, yeah, I like I, – I saw them at 17 and a half this morning. Uh, so, you might be able to get them, you know, depending on where you are, what, what you can buy it up if you want to. Uh, but, you know, Bama's, Bama's a phenomenal team. We know that. But they didn't exactly, you know – they didn't beat the doors off Texas, did they? I mean, they barely got through that right. game. Uh, and, and Arkansas is a better team. And what I believe is a tougher place to play as well, even though that, they said that was the loudest they'd ever heard, uh, Daryl K. Royal Stadium. So I, I'm, I'm going to sit on Arkansas here with this. I think Bama wins, but I'm going to sit on Arkansas. Total has hit the under and seven of Arkansas's last eight uh, week five games as well. Kayla, what do you think about this 17, 17 and a half point spread between the Razorbacks and the Tide? This line is shocking to me. I have the hogs not done enough so far this season. I'm taking them at plus 17. Here's why it's a home game. Hopefully they're playing with a little extra vengeance after 23 unanswered points last weekend in Dallas. Um, Not that past seasons pulled a ton of weight, but they did cover with the tide last season when going in as the 20 and a half point dogs on the road. And they just lost by a touchdown. Um, Not only that, but they have one of the best pass rushers in college football with 20 sacks so far. And, um, as for that total, Bama's put up three 55 or more point games. Um, and their biggest test outside of Texas is going to be this game this weekend. So, yes, Bryce Young is showing out, but don't forget about that Razorback pass rush, as previously previously mentioned. And um, I'm just going to go with the over here, which sounds yeah, crazy, I, I but mean, that's just how I feel. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's totally nuts. I, I think Arkansas has got a chance to, like I said, not just bounce back here, uh, and, and maybe they don't get the outright win, but at the very least, they've got an opportunity to make some noise in the SEC West and put a good scare into Bama. The Big 12 is up for grabs in Waco. 10, Oklahoma State. The Cowboys visiting the number 16, Baylor Bears. Another 3.30 Eastern kick Saturday afternoon. This one on Fox. Uh, Oklahoma State, 12-2-1 against the spread in their last 15. Baylor, 5-0 straight up in their last five against Big 12 opponents. The number, just 2.5. Baylor laying 2.5 at home to Oklahoma State. Total sitting at 56.5. I think this is the opportunity Baylor's been waiting for with Oklahoma wavering uh we don't know if kansas is for real or not i suspect we may find out this weekend uh, they're not totally for real this is the opportunity baylor's been waiting for to take control of the big 12 rj uh it, it is it is one of their opportunities um I, i'll tell you this though oklahoma state's just falling under the radar right now and that's a really good team they can't stop a nosebleed give me the over on this one like they they, they, yeah. couldn't, they, can't, they couldn't i mean anybody could score at oklahoma state uh, right now, um, but I, I'll take the over in this one. Don't have a great feel on the on the on the actual game uh, because I do think these teams are very very similar. Very, not very similar, very close in talent, uh, very mm-hmm. close in, in, in you know in overall you know, ability. Uh, but I'll take the over. I'll take the over. I would I would probably lean actually Oklahoma State, but you know this is one of those things where the spread the spread's so small. Whoever you think's going to win, that's who you bet on. 
And you, you may be better off just going money line if you think the dog, if you think Oklahoma State's going to win. That's a really good call as well. You know, Kayla, Baylor uh, had to face BYU in Provo week two. Meanwhile, they've also got a nice road win against the Cyclones we talked about earlier. Uh, and Oklahoma State hasn't left Stillwater, I don't think, this year. You know, Central Michigan, Arizona State. It was an ugly one against Central Michigan. Uh, a, a backdoor cover by the Chippewas there. Arkansas Pine Bluff. I just, I don't think Oklahoma State has been tested to this point, and this is a big first test to get. Absolutely. And first of all, I want to correct myself. I'm taking the under in Arkansas-Bama. So just to clarify that. Um, No, I love a good Big 12 matchup as my Big 12 heart, obviously being a Mizzou grad, um, loved all these Big 12 games. um, I'm going to, as RJ said, like this one, I feel like it's definitely a coin flip. Obviously, they split their two meetings last season. The Bears won the Big 12 championship, as we saw against the Pokes. But it was a close game, 21-16 at AT&T Stadium. This is probably one of the hardest ones for me this weekend. I think I'm going to ride with the Pokes. They're 12-2-1 and two and one against the spread in their last 15. Um, and I love a good Big 12 shootout as well. So I kind of like the over here. But once again, this is a tough one. That line is so close. So I'm going to go Pokes, but not feeling super confident about that pick. Yeah, and as RJ pointed out earlier, if you like the money line in this one, it might be a better option for you because of the tight spread of just two and a half. Bet MGM, Oklahoma State, plus 115. Baylor, minus 135. So if you like Baylor, but you don't want to lay the two and a half, uh, you're not giving much juice there at minus 135. I've seen it minus 130 in a couple spots as well. All right, we go to the ACC Atlantic. Wake Forest, this close to upsetting Clemson last week in double overtime. They couldn't pull it off, though. They're ranked 22nd now. And they're visiting 23rd-ranked Florida State, who is laying seven to the Demon Deacons, and at least in my opinion, really starting to find something, I think, especially offensively. They blew the doors off Boston College last Saturday for what it's worth. The totals also hit the over in five of Wake's last six road games. The total's at 64, but I think we're going to get a barn burner here. I think we get a back-and-forth basketball-on-grass kind of game. The weather has cleared out from Tallahassee at this point, so that shouldn't be a factor between Wake Forest and Florida State. Saturday afternoon, 3.30 Eastern kick, and I'm probably leaning Florida State, even though you got a seven-point number there on what should be a tight ACC Atlantic game, RJ. Triple play combo here, boys and girls. Give me Sam Daddy. Plus seven, <laughs> the money line, and the over. All in on this one. Sexy Sammy, going to roll into Tallahassee. <laughs> I got uh, – <laughs> no, I, 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 what I saw – so there's a couple spreads every week that you look at. You're like, what? what, what? How, how do they build right. those buildings there with the spread? Like in the NFL, <laughs> Cleveland minus one against Atlanta made no sense to me. It makes no sense to me. That's a mortgage bet. Uh, this one – this is like this makes no sense to me like like they just lost to Clemson is they were just a seven point dog to Clemson are you telling me it's basically the same against Florida State well because it's a road game Uh uh-uh I'll take uh I'll take Wake Forest plus seven points they had that game last week they should have won they had Clemson on the ropes they should have beat them you know it would have been the Heisman Trophy for my guy my man crush and now he's sitting here as a seven point dog to a Florida State program that's gone the way of Nebraska and Tennessee and Miami, uh, which at least is trying to get back. Like, oh, sorry. 
Kayla, RJ is all in on, what was it again? Sexy Sammy? Um, Sam Daddy. Sam, Sam Daddy, whatever you want to call him. Sexy Sam Daddy, whatever. He, he's he got posters. Remember when you were a teenager and you would put up posters of your heartthrobs on the wall in your bedroom? He's got a Are Sexy you? Sam Daddy poster in his bedroom, RJ does. Um, so what about <laughs> you, Kayla? Where are you at on Wake in Florida State? I'm right there with RJ on all fronts. Oh uh, I'm all about the I'm all about the dogs today. Apparently, <laughs> I, I'm gonna go Wake plus seven. Uh, last week we saw them nearly upset a tough Clemson team with Sam Hartman or Sam Daddy popping off for six touchdowns and 337 <laughs> yards. On top of that, Wake is four one and one in their last six games with the Seminoles. Outside of that LSU game, this should be the toughest test for FSU. And I know it's a home game, but I think Wake either wins outright or keeps it close. Um, as for the total, if history has taught us anything about this matchup, it's to take the under as it's gone 7-0 and in their last seven meetings and 6-1 and in their last seven when playing in Tallahassee. So, yes, these two teams know how to rack up points, but I would lean the under in this one and give me one. All right. I'll, I'll be the contrarian. I'll root against Sexy oh. Sam Daddy, and I'll take the over. <laughs> That's fine. I'll put myself out <laughs> on the island. Uh, um, I don't, I don't have the sexy Sam daddy poster up in my room. As you can see, I just got uh, old Steelers stuff Saturday night, seven thirty. Yeah, I guess we'll see. We'll see next week. Uh, number 10 NC state visiting number five Clemson. I have to say mea culpa apologies to Mr. Uyunglele. I, 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 I've questioned DJ all year last week. He, 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 he was the reason they beat wake. So um, NC State did break an eight-game losing streak to the Tigers last year in double overtime, but Clemson laying seven to NC State at home in Death Valley. I think I'm on the Tigers here. RJ, what do you think? Uh, I'm on the Tigers to win. I would probably lean a money line on this one, uh, although it's a bit, it's a pretty big money line number. That's, that's a lot of juice you have to lay. Um, yeah, you know, I, I do think that I do think NC State covers the seven, though. Uh, they're they're a quality team. I don't know if they're number 10 quality, but I also don't think Clemson's number 5 quality. I think Clemson's at number 5 on name only. Kayla, what's your play on NC State and Clemson? Uh, this is the where I'm breaking the cycle. I'm taking Clemson minus 7. Um, I kind of feel like the game's going to go under, and as Zach, our producer, mentioned, that weather could be a factor with, obviously, Hurricane True. Ian blowing in. So, something to keep in mind. But I like Clemson in this one. NC State, 2-5 and five straight up as road dogs. Uh, over the last three seasons. Something to keep an eye on if you're in on them. We are in on some big totals and some big spreads, plus our best bets all next alongside Kayla Canaram and RJ Choppy. I'm Chris Mack, and this is BetQLU. This is BetQLU with RJ, Chris, and Kayla here on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM.
Back to BetQLU with RJ Choppy, Chris Mack, and Kayla Canaram on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Yep, we got you covered every weekend. The entire college football slate laid out right in front of you, other than a few, uh, well, a late Thursday game and a Friday night game. We got you covered otherwise, everything. We just went over all five of those big ranked-on-ranked matchups around the world of college football this weekend alongside Kayla Canaram and RJ Choppy. I'm Chris Mack, and this is BetQLU, live coast-to-coast on the BetQL network. And, of course, wherever you may be in the world, on your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download it today and take us with you wherever you're headed to. Or just relax, watch the show on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL. I'm not going to gesture towards the information on the screen again this time because last time we nearly had a microphone catastrophe. Uh, I won't mention who did that, but she might be sitting right down there. Anyway, um, uh, we've got our best bets for you in just a couple of minutes. Total nonsense. We'll look at some of the largest and smallest totals of the weekend in college football. But first, let's spread them. The biggest spreads around college football. This weekend, last week, Kent State covered 45 against Georgia. Alabama covered uh, 40 and a half the other way against Vanderbilt. UConn, they covered a 38 and a half point number against NC State. Biggest spreads of the day this weekend. You've got number three, Ohio State, laying 39 and a half against Rutgers. Number one, Georgia laying 28 and a half at Missouri. Number six, USC laying 25 against Arizona State. And number 11, Penn State laying 25 against Northwestern. Which of these big spreads, if any, guys, are you leaning toward? I have my eye on two of them, and one in particular is going to be my best bet of the week. But I'll save that, and I'll let you guys tell me. Do any of these big spreads, do they they make sense to you, especially after a week last week in which uh, ranked favorites only covered five out of 21 opportunities? I feel the best about the Ohio State Rutgers spread of 39 and a half. Rutgers wins the season, include you guys. Boston College by one. Wagner, which I've never even heard of Wagner. No offense to Wagner people. Uh, Temple by two, and then they lost to Iowa. So I think this could end up being a bloodbath. I think Ohio State definitely covers in this Rutgers game. The wonderful people of Staten Island, New York, are really seriously offended by that anti-Wagner take, Kayla. I'm sorry, RJ. I'm so sorry. I had to stand up for the people of Staten Island. I'm sure they're great people. I've never heard of Wagner. I'm from the Midwest. Just forgive me. <laughs> oh, man. You know, it's uh, I don't really care for any of these lines. If I had to pick one, uh, you know, I, I probably would go – well, I wouldn't do Georgia. I mean, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do Georgia. I'll tell you that. It would probably right. be Ohio State over Rutgers. Uh, that would probably be the one I would pick if I took any of them. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't think, you know, coming up that last game – you know, prior to the Oregon State game, I would have been tempted to take USC minus 25 against Arizona State. Uh, yeah. But after what I saw that last week, I, I don't know that I want to touch that one. You know, it, it's and not I do just because they're. <laughs> well, yeah, because I told you now. Now you know it's in Staten right. Island. I go. gave it away. Right. Um, so I, even though it's my alma mater, I think Northwestern comes in <laughs> a shambles to Penn State and Happy Valley. And so even though it, I, I, I hesitate to jinx my alma mater by saying I would lay the 25 against Northwestern, I think if you really ask me, I would be tempted to because other than being gifted a victory by Scott Frost in week zero over in Dublin, Ireland, Northwestern has just looked atrocious this year. 
um, sort of breaking that cycle of one year good, one year bad. This will be the second year in a row where they might struggle to get to four or five wins. But um, I do have a play from one of those games in my best bet. Total nonsense now. We look at some of the biggest and smallest totals around college football. Last week, you kind of called it, RJ, TCU-SMU. Uh, they went over the 72, TCU uh, beating the Mustangs 42-34. This week, the biggest total, TCU again, but they host Oklahoma. The number is 69. Uh, I don't know what to make of Oklahoma. You know, uh, after week one, I want to say it was, I sprinkled a little bit on a national championship bet on them because I thought, what the heck, they – they may have something here, and then they steamrolled Nebraska, and I was feeling good, but they lose at home to Kansas State. Uh, I just – I don't know. Is it another down year for Oklahoma? Do they feel the ripple effects of everybody transferring out? But 69 points with TCU involved, I'm tempted to go with the over, RJ. Tempted. Uh, you know, I actually think TCU would be the, the – the, with points plus seven uh, would be would be a good way to go mm-hmm. in this game, but – you know, that, that over, it's interesting because, you know, Brett Venables is a, is a defensive guy. Uh, and the defense just isn't there yet. Uh, you know, we saw that last week. They, they couldn't make a big stop right. against K-State when they needed one. So, yeah, I think, I think I'd think i be tempted to take the over here as well. Uh, TCU's got a sneaky good offense. And this is a game that could be high scoring. Kayla, you got a thought on Oklahoma TCU and that big fat number? I'm also leaning the over because OU has put up no less than 33 points on the board this season, even in that loss to K-State. TCU no less than 38 points this season in a game. Um, So I think this one could rack up in a hurry. I kind of like the over. For the first time this year, I think, the smallest total in college football does not involve Iowa. Uh, The Hawkeyes (laughs) and the Scarlet Knights of Rutgers went over the 34.5 last week. Iowa beat Rutgers 27-10. This week, the smallest total, a matchup of service academies. Navy at Air Force. The total is just 38. I I watched a little bit of Air Force last week. I don't think 38 should be. I, I know it's a service academy offense at Navy, and that'll slow the game down and you know, you shouldn't expect more, I don't think, than maybe 40, 45. But I think I'm right there and tempted to lean on something as small as 38. Uh, Kayla, what do you think? Put some respect on our armed forces. Thank you very much. Um, no, I think this is coming from the Navy midshipmen. They've only put up a total of 43 points through four weeks. So that's not great. But um, Air Force has had 151 over and they've put up 40 in three of their four games so far. So uh, I like the over, especially if Air Force is the one helping out there. <laughs> right. The yeah, one thing to keep in Air mind. Uh, yeah, no, I was just going to say, RJ, Air Force can score points. We know that. And Navy doesn't score points. But I honestly wonder if there's the odd effect of one service academy not wanting to embarrass the other service academy at play here. If they get up by three, four touchdowns, they may step off the gas and they may not get there. You know, if they're up 27 to to three, they may just back off and this thing doesn't actually get there. Well, you know, I would have thought the same thing until I realized I saw this, that Arizona, uh, sorry, uh, Air Force is getting put on probation. So they're, they're dishonoring the service academies. They're already dishonoring the fellow military. I can't, how does Air Force get put on probation? For, for I didn't hear this. What scandal? happened? Somebody buzzed the tower. We told Maverick not to do that. <laughs> Good reference. No, they, they, 
they didn't really go into the story I saw. I just saw it this morning as I was on my radio show. Uh, but yeah, Air Force get, is you know getting put on like two wow. years a recruiting violation, like a two year probation uh, of wow. some form. Not like they didn't go into detail on, on you know whether they're gonna they're not gonna lose a bowl game or anything like that. But yeah, they're getting Jeez. they're getting pinched for two years for recruiting violations. How does a service academy? This was during That's the COVID tough. dead period. Yeah, man, Air Force. That, so yeah, maybe. Visuals. Maybe they'll just slam uh, Navy just to sh- be the be the bad boys of the service academy. Yeah. I I, I don't know. There that's, are. that's wild. Wild. All right. Uh, let's get to our best bets of the week. Week five of the college football season. Uh, I'll I'll let Kayla. I'll let you go first. Okay. Well, this is a doozy. Um. By the way, guys, I think I've been perfect in my best bets so far this season, Ooh. and this is where that end might run. Um. I'm confident in what I've seen from my Mizzou defense. And as we know, Georgia oh basically allows no points, having held their opponents to just 32 total points through four games. So I am taking the under of 54 and a half in this Georgia-Mizzou matchup. That's a good and call, I think. they don't get killed in the process. Right. No, but I mean, if, if, if Georgia's up big, they may let off the gas in the second half. I think that's probably your... Your safest angle on that thing is your your Tigers just get run out of the building early and Georgia puts the backups and maybe even the JV in later. RJ, what is your best bet on this week five of the college football season? Uh, you know, I, I already alluded to it. Uh, it. It is Wake plus the seven against Florida State. Uh, couple that with the money line bet, Wake straight up, and then take the over as well uh, in that one. So all three riding – I'm gonna. I'm changing. It's not Sam Daddy. He is Sam Saddy. All right, that's what he is. Oh, I'm changing go. that name. So it is. Uh, it's just Sam Zaddy, baby. Uh, t- plus seven. Wake right there. We're right on the borderline of your obsession <laughs> with Sam Hartman getting uncomfortable. Uh, I just want you to know that. I mean, lean into We're it if you want that. to. We're past <laughs> that, man. We're past that. There we go. <laughs> You're not even allowed in the state of North Carolina at this point. Um, no, so no. I've, I've, I've alluded to it. Uh, I mentioned it uh, when we were going over some of the biggest spreads of the weekend earlier. Uh, Ohio State laying, what is it, is 39 now, 39 and a half, somewhere in that neighborhood against Rutgers. I'll be honest. They could be laying 42, I think I'd be on this thing. After last weekend and all those ranked teams failing to cover, I mentioned ranked favorites, five and 16 against the spread in week four. I imagine most people, and this extends to me as well, would be tempted to play it safe and stay away from the large spreads. No, no, not me. I'm a gambler. Uh, That's literally what we're talking about is gambling. That's how it works. (laughs) So I'm not giving into that urge in this case. The Buckeyes have scored on 19 of their last 23 drives. 18 of those were touchdowns. So even if you believe that Ohio State's only going to have maybe 10 possessions in this game, they're still going to score probably seven or eight times. TDs on six of those conservatively. That's right around 45, 48 points. And then all you got to do is ask Rutgers to not score more than seven. Kayla, you mentioned it earlier. Their offense is atrocious. They struggle to put up 200 yards of offense and just nine points against Temple a couple of weeks ago. If not for a pick six, they would have lost to the Owls. So, by all means, take the Buckeyes. Lay as many points as you got to lay. They're going to absolutely steamroll Rutgers. 
and I have no compunction about that. I am all in on it after losing last week a bunch of big spreads. I'm going right back in on this big spread. And if it fails miserably, uh, we will come back next weekend and I'll pretend like I didn't do that. Sound good? Go big or go home. All right. Exactly. Go big. Find your find your love. Find your Sam Hartman, everybody out there. <laughs> and lean He's into trying. it. We'll do it again next weekend for week six. Thanks so much for joining us live coast to coast on the BetQL network, wherever you may be in the world on your Odyssey app and right here on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL for RJ Choppy and Kayla Canaram. I'm Chris Back. This is BetQLU. This is BetQLU with RJ, Chris, and Kayla here on the BetQL network presented by BetMGM.